Hey, this is DML. And I'm Miss Mary. And you're listening to The Wine and Talk. All right, so what do we have here? We have Columbia Crest. Now, keep in mind, this is a Merlot. We're not really big Merlot fans, you and I. No, but we have to sample. Ashley picked this out. I think it's a cheap Charlie, to be quite honest. It doesn't smell that great. What is it? It's 2020. You want to give it a quick sip? Ooh. Could use a wine clip. Oh, this is going to get a, this is going to be tough to get through this one. All right. So we start off the program for those of you who don't know, oh, you want me to down that for you? Because that's horrible. Well, I was going to say, I'm not drinking that, but when you put the clip on it, then I will. Okay. So then why don't we just do this? I'll go like this and go like that. Okay. I'm a good husband. The wine clip real quick. Uh, this is the uh, product that we support here. I created the wine clip with my neighbor years ago. We, we, said, we established how many years ago it was. It was a long before, time ago. It was before 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, because I was working in New York City at the time with John Scully, the former CEO of Apple and Pepsi. So my neighbor has a company to where it, it's called – it's a magnetic company. I don't remember the beginning of the name of it, but it's the magnetic – it doesn't matter. But it's a magnetic company, and it's on Faraday's Law. And Faraday's law says that if you take a magnetic field and put it in a circular device and clip it, it will change the molecular structure of liquid as it passes through that structure. So he has a lot of Navy contracts to where he makes these big, huge clips that go around the tubes that flow water in and out of the Navy ships because that's how ships run. They run on the propulsion of water. So with that said, we took a woman's hair clip one night. We were hanging out, my neighbor and I, and we put um, uh, magnets around it. We put it on this cheap garbage wine that we were drinking, and suddenly it tasted like an aged wine. And the reason being is because aged wine, what happens is the tannins inside wine. In fact, if you ever um, brush your teeth and then have orange juice, that horrible taste, right? So what happens with cheap wine, it's tannicky and it tastes bitter and it's everything. It's a lot of reasons why people don't like red wine because usually they're buying cheap bottles and that's that. An aged wine refines those tannins so that the, the bitterness is gone. When you take this and you pour the wine through that field, it changes the molecular structure to soften those tannins. And that's why a garbagey wine, one that's cheap or one that's very young, now all of a sudden will be refined and it will go down much easier. We've done taste tests with this with an abundance of people. We've had some of the biggest wine, um, uh, what do they call sommeliers or whatever, a, a, a wine, wine connoisseurs, whoever they yeah. are. I mean, this one guy, <laughs> Anthony Diaz Blue, he was one of the biggest wine guys in the country. He actually said, oh my God, I can't believe how this works. So it works from the, the taste and the bouquet. Uh, anyway, we introduced this last week on our first uh, wine and talk for almost a year. We sold out of everything we have. We only have one left and the one that we keep here in the studio. So we have a new replenishment coming in next week. So if you do want the wine clip, go to DennisMichaelLynch.com slash wine. You can order. Uh, You'll probably be waiting a week or two until you get your order. But I can tell you with each uh, show that we do, that back order is going to get worse and worse. So if you want one, it makes a great gift, if nothing else. So now what I'll do is I'll pour it from Miss Mary. And you will have a much better tasting wine. I will wait until I finish this, so I'm not mixing the two, but I'm definitely going to go through them faster than you will. So uh, any difference? Be honest. 
Yeah. You could tell, smoother. right? Yeah, much smoother. better. Okay. So I'm not with, making a face anymore. With, with that said, <laughs> last week we had great responses to us being back, especially here in the new uh, yes, studio, absolutely. right? And all the cool stuff that's on here. So we've got Ryan behind the controls. Ashley is back there shipping out CBD. Dennis, I don't know where Dennis is today. He's under the weather. Oh, he's under the weather today? Oh, okay, that's, that's a fake, that's fake news. He's probably hanging out playing golf. But anyway, that's a good, a good segue to this, all right? So you wanted to talk about what today? Um, well, I don't want to use the word kicking out. Well, why? We have it right there. Kick them out. <laughs> Kick them out. Helping your children to move on to the next stage in life. Kicking not, them out of the house. When, when to kick them out of the house. Pull up the statistics. So this way we can tell you. So let us just give you the status of our house. So for those of you who don't know, we have four children. Dennis is 28. Ashley's 25 on her way to be 26 relatively soon from now. Ryan just turned, how old, how old did you turn? 23. Ryan turned 23. And we have uh, Kelly, who's still in high school. Yes. Uh, she is, what, 15? 15. 15 years old. Our three oldest no longer live in the house. We only got rid of Ashley two weeks ago. <laughs> it took years to get rid of Ashley, yes. but we finally got rid of her. So Mary thought that this would be an excellent program for today. So a couple of stats here. This is coming off money.com. Roughly 45% of parents said they provide financial help to at least one of their adult children. Almost a third of those adult children were millennials who are roughly ages 27 to 40. Yeah. That's consistent with previous research that found almost 25% of millennials rely on their parents to pay rent and more than one third of whom have at least one bill covered by their folks. The average amount parents are providing for their adult children every month exceeds $1,400 mostly for groceries, cell phone payments, and housing costs. More than half, 57% of adult children who get that financial help are still living at home with their parents, but the cash mostly flows in one direction. The average these adults contribute to their households is $186. (laughs) Parents a decade or less away from retirement are putting a lot more into supporting their adult kids to the tune of about 2100 a month. That's way more than they've contributing to their retirement every month at about $643. 44% of those surveyed said that they would be willing to pull from their retirement funds to support their children, while 33% said that they would be willing to delay retirement. Lastly, parents are also taking on their offspring's student loan debt. An estimated 600,000 parents take on these loans every year, with the average debt coming out to $30,000. According to Savings.com, they'd have $3,000 more every year to fund their retirements if they weren't paying their kids' student loan. Um, Oh, wait, there's another, wait, wait, there's there's some other stuff here. Most adult children who received funding from their parents were Gen Zers, age 18 to 26. Good, that's the realm we're in. But Savings.com found that many millennials are also getting money from their parents. The percentage of adult children by age group who receive financial support is the following. 18 to 19 years old, 13%. 20 to 24 years old, 52%. 20 to 29 years old, 17%. 30 to 34%. 8% 8% and 35 plus 
is 11%. While it may seem many young adults are using their parents as financial crutch, the economic circumstances they inherited leave them with few other options. So... So then you have to weigh. Do you... Can you come closer to the microphone? Yes. Is this your first rodeo? <laughs> no. So if you have your children move out, then you're still dealing with the financial burden because you're still paying for them. So the concept is if they're living home, right? They're using your food. They're not paying rent, right? All that. They're not paying utilities. So then it's like, maybe that's why parents don't kick their kids out because if they do move out, then they're, according to these stats, they're still giving them money to live. Well, there's no financial independence. This is a, this is a, uh, a reason why we have Ryan's microphone hooked up because we can tell his story. Well, well, you know, so here's the, here's the truth of the matter. Uh, our kids do not use drugs. All right. They have never really been in any serious trouble. So we have not had to, uh, be in a situation where we're bailing them out of trouble somehow. They've all gone to college, a complete waste of my time, a waste of my money. And when I say my time, it's my time having to deal with them being in college because now all three of them work for me. So we're going to start off with a question to Ryan. So Ryan, it cost approximately $100,000 to me personally, me and mom, $100,000 for you to go to college for four years. Your student loan is how much money? Per month or no, total? No, o- overall. Uh, I think around $20,000. $20,000. How much are you paying per month? Two hundred and twenty. So you're paying $220 per month. Do you have any idea of how long that's going to wind up taking for you to pay off? No, I actually don't know how long it's going to take. Um I just it just says I have to pay two twenty a month, so I just pay it. <laughs> What's the interest rate? Do you know it? No, no. idea. I, do- I think it's uh, what is that like? Maybe around three percent. Question for you, Ryan. If you could go back six years, right? Six years ago, and mom and I would have offered you seventy five thousand dollars not to go to college, but to launch a career or come work for us four years earlier, would you have done that? Uh, it's a tough question. I mean, at the time, probably no, but as you know, I've gone through all the experiences. I mean, college was nice, but I don't really think it was essential. So I think it would be more of a, I would consider not going now in my shoes where I am right now. But I did learn a lot, but I don't really think it's essential. What did you learn in college? Because I know you didn't learn about how to check your statement to see how long it is that you have to pay your bills. And I know you didn't see what it is an interest rate is. I mean, so you wouldn't take the 75,000. Like 100% like right now? Um, He's saying if you look back now, he... If I look back now, the chances... But being at 18 or 19, he would not have. And I think that's most kids. They want the college experience. Because, because he doesn't have the wisdom right. at 18. Nobody does. Yes, you know who does? You, look- you know who does? 
The parent does. Yes, the parent has the wisdom. If each one of these kids, I said to these kids, it is a waste of time to go to school. He may not remember this, Ryan, but I actually made you. No, you made offer. me an offer. I made yeah. you the offer. And yeah. What was the offer I made you? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars instead of paying the tuition for four years for me to start any business of my choice or something. I think nature. I offered you a hundred thousand. Whatever the tuition would be for four years. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, here's the thing that parents I don't think uh, 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 do the evaluation very well. The tuition, if the tuition's twenty five grand a year, not what I mean. You went to an expensive college. You did get some. Um, scholarship money yes but you also did borrow money but when you're sending your kid away to college not only do you have the tuition but then you've got the room and board sure then you've got the meals they never want to stick on the meal plan plus you know uh beer and pizza on friday and saturday nights is not part of the college meal plan but part of every college student's repertoire so then you've got that. How many other times that, hey, mom, well, I'm out to, of money. I Hold on, wait, wait, on wait, wait. No, because they, they worked. Uh, I'm going to not let daddy throw you guys totally under the bus. They all had to work full-time summer jobs. And they would save up their money all summer. And then that's what – I did not give them money to spend on their extra expenses. That's where they – that's the money that they used. And they blew through it. Well, no, they, they they would blow through it for that year and then they'd go back and work for the next summer and then they would have it for the next summer. If for I'm year. not mistaken, I'm pretty certain he had, after one summer of working his ass off, I believe he had about $10,000 to his name and that that money didn't even last him the full year. Well, I think he did other stuff. He invested. He was doing his... No, that my freshman thing. year, I had enough money. Um, I think it was my one of the years I started running out of money. I think it might have been my junior year. But, uh, but like, I th- when Biden came into office, everything got more expensive. Like my freshman year, gas was a dollar sixty-two a gallon for regular, and then it was under Biden, it was like three fifty, and everything started costing way more. And, yeah. and I didn't have a food plan or anything, so I had to pay for my own food, etc. And I used the money that I made over the summer. Nonetheless, where's Ryan right now? Working for us. There you go. So Ryan right now, think about it. He could have had $100,000 in his pocket. For us, it would have been flush, right? It would have been flush. So he doesn't have hundred grand in his pocket. Now, I'm not going to reveal how much money he has or doesn't have. And in fact, I don't even know his full, uh, full bank balance. But I can tell you, Ryan, I know is far away from $100,000. And he's working for us. So at 18 years old, he doesn't know any better because he's thinking about the fun of college sure, and all the things all that do. come with it. They all do. Yes. And yet now, now, let me ask you a question, Ryan. Right now at 23 years old, who pays for your car insurance? Uh, you guys do, but that's changing. Who pay, who, who pays yeah, but, for? Your, but it hasn't changed. It hasn't yet. changed. Who pays for your cell phone? You. Okay, so the article is right, and here's and the medical. Thing. And and your medical, we pay for your medical. You're on our medical until you're 26. Yeah, so years is old. everyone else. No, Dennis does not have the medical because he's 28. 20, and Ashley comes off this year because she's going to turn. I think 26. in Florida it's 29. It's not. It's 26. Trust me when I tell you that we've looked into it. So with that being said, even though we are very very hard-nosed, responsible parents, we still fall into this category of helping our children get through life. And I don't think, I mean, 
just yesterday, you and I sat down and had a conversation and said, I got to rethink all of this. Yeah. Because I think in one sense, we are giving them a huge false sense of what life is all about. Right. But life is changing like so rapidly. It's so different than what we experienced growing up in our 20s, 30s. I mean, I, I, can't, I don't even know what it's going to be like when they're grown and married with kids. It like scares me. Well, there's no doubt that the American dream is getting hard for everybody, but it is becoming near impossible for our youngsters. Those statistics that I read out right there, those are very scary statistics. Yeah. And although Ashley has been pushed out of the house, hey, Ashley, do me a favor. Can you come on up here? Even though Ashley has been pushed out of the house, and I don't want to say pushed out of the house like she was holding on to the door jam and she wouldn't let go. She got her own place. She wanted to uh, go out, but she also went out very slow. Yeah, she, she was, needed a little push. She needed a little push out the door. She was slow and everything, and I could see why it was part of the slowness was because there's safety nets there at home. But as hard-nosed as we are and as disciplined as we are, think about what we're doing for them. I mean, we pay Ashley's car insurance as well. Yes. I mean, so, and we're paying Ashley's phone as well. Yes. The, uh, I wish Dennis was here today because Dennis is paying his own car insurance because <laughs> he's been out of the house for years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he probably has the most expenses out of all of them. Yes. And if lucky, probably has a hundred to 200, $300 left each month where he's got a little extra left over. When we say, Hey, you got to pay for your own cell phone. And we have the cell phone plan where it's a family plan because I do it here through the business. Yeah. He would be underwater. And Dennis makes sensational money. Yes. Ashley, you just moved out, sweetheart, not more than two weeks ago. Be honest. Um, how do you like living on your own? Um, it's different. I like it, but it can get lonely sometimes. <laughs> it could get lonely sometimes. Have you put any food in your fridge yet? There's toast. You've got toast. I have bread and butter. Okay. Yes. Since being out of the house, actually, I should change that. So you've been out of the house for now two weeks. You moved out on January 1, but you have been preparing to move out for about two months. Yeah. Are the expenses greater than you envisioned them being? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. In what sense? Um, went to the grocery store just to get a few essentials, and it was $150. Um. And those are things that mom and dad used to pay for. Yeah, the groceries, um, which you know, super expensive. Just go to Target to get you know bath towels, toothpaste, uh, dish soap. All that stuff is is crazy through the roof. So it, it, it adds up. You know? But they don't they don't realize it because yeah, it's there when she's staying at the house. But when Ashley's on her twenty fifth birthday in May, what did I say to you last year? <laughs> What I say she to you? She said that I have to be out of this house by my by twenty six. I said, I Ashley, be. you cannot be living in this house when you turn twenty six. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah, and she's and she's and out. Not, but, and I but, love but, having you. But, but wait, we don't want to make it sound like you were a deadbeat. Like no. you wanted to stay home. We pushed you out. You wanted to get out, but you're also the most realistic when it comes to you love the benefits of home and mom and dad basically paying for almost everything. Well, for me, it was not even it wasn't backed by finance, but I'm just a homebody. Like I just like being around company and around you guys. So 
Um, it's more so just like having to step outside my comfort zone and be an adult. Exactly. You know, it wasn't because, oh, let me mooch off mom and dad. That, that was never no, the driving No, no, and I never took it that way. But yeah. from the money perspective. Yeah, there was obviously an upside from being home and having you guys buy the groceries and the toothpaste and the shampoos and all that stuff. Sure. So little tiny things like mom and dad buying the toiletries. Sure. Now you're doing it on your own. That comes out to hundreds of dollars per month. It adds up. Well, that was Ryan. I said to him when he was contemplating, although we weren't, he thought he was. Oh, Ryan actually got his ass pushed yes, out the but door. We, we could tell it, but he would say to me, why, why would I want to leave? Good, Ash. I, I opened my, opened the fridge and there's all food in there for me to eat. You know, it's like, there's a comfort there and it's true. Well, do you. But when we were younger, I never thought. Oh, wait, we'll get to that in a second. I never thought of staying home. We'll, I could not wait. Let's get to that in a second. I, I just want to pick their, their, their brains yeah. a little bit more before you and I go into what the old days were like. Do you, so Ryan, Denny made a nice offer for Ryan. Why yes. doesn't Ryan come live with me? Yes. I also think it was a nice thing for Dennis as well. So he could have a roommate because sure. look what Ashley's saying about how it does get a little lonely. Right. right? So he made an advantageous offer to Ryan and we went up to Ryan or at least I went up to Ryan. I said, Ryan, you're going to take, you know, I wanted it to be Ryan's decision. I didn't want it to be our decision. We wanted him to think it was his decision. Right. Right. So when we went to Ryan, I said, Hey Ryan, you know, you know, we're going to give you the option. You got about a week or two to decide. Do you want to move in with your brother? Here's all the, uh, the advantages of that. Or do you want to stay here at home? And he came back and said, well, you know, Living here at our house, because we live on the water, the water is very soothing. <laughs> it's very relaxing. And that's when we said, okay, how are we kicking them out? <laughs> Do you remember that, Ryan? How I got kicked out? Well, we don't, Well, that was purposely done. So this way you'd get kicked out and move out. But since you've moved out, the experience, if you, if, if you really had the option, we weren't giving you the option. We were trying to make you think as if you had it. Um, are you happy with moving out or would you prefer to stay home? Uh, moving out's nice. You know, I don't have you guys down my, down my back every two seconds. I mean, in other words, so now your room at Dennis's place is sloppy. No, I keep a tidy ship. Now, why would you keep a tidy ship at Dennis's place? But when you were here at our house, it was like a, a like a disaster area. So I turned over a new leaf. You turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Well, it was messy like months ago, but I've started making my bed every morning and doing my laundry every two days. And He's growing up. He's growing up. So. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens is right. So let me answer the question for him because he may not know it yet. And that's perfectly okay because at 23, you don't have all the wisdom you do at R54. Right. The reason why he kept his room sloppy at home is because he had no ownership of it. Right. Everything was given to him. Yep. He was comfortable at our house. All the things were taken care of. The worst thing he had to deal with was once in a while, we invaded his privacy by opening the door and seeing the monster come out. And that monster was dirty clothes and uh, drank water bottles and uh, plates with empty food crusts on it. Go into his bathroom that he had inside his, his, his room, towels all over the floor, toothpaste all over the place. But now he has to account for mom and dad aren't going to tell him to clean up after yourself. So we pushed him into becoming an adult. Yes. 
let's go back to when you and I were kids. Did your father give you any money whatsoever when you left the house? No. Not a single freaking dime. Nope. And you want to know why I know that? Because I took you. Because I left and went to you. <laughs> because I took you. I remember when I asked your father for your hand, and it was sort of like there was a part of him, because you were going to be, there was a part of him that was like, you don't even have to continue the sentence. Take, take her, take her, take her. I can tell you that although I do miss having the kids in the house certain days, I love the fact that they're gone. Yes. That's why it says kick them out. Yeah. Your take. Oh, I mean, I do – with like Ashley, when I gave her that ultimatum, it wasn't because I didn't – like she was getting on my nerves. I enjoy having – even Ryan, I enjoy having their company. But there's a time where it's like there's stages in life and I feel like we were just kind of having them this in this like uh, time warp, you know? It just wasn't realistic. And it was just fake life. Yeah. And there's a part too where – uh you know, we're getting older, you know, I get more tired. Like he'd start his laundry. He wouldn't finish it. It was like getting frustrating. He loves to cook. He cooks, but then he leaves a mess. You know, Ashley is notorious. will never load the dishwasher. You know, the sink will just fill up and fill up. So it was little things like that, that I was just like, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So now with just us and Kelly, I mean, even just doing dinner the other night, oh, it was so easy. Cleanup was easy. Just, I can tell you the things. The house I, was quiet. I can tell you things I've noticed so far. The house is definitely more quiet, and although that at times can be a little bit on a downside, overall it's a positive. Yeah. Secondly, the biggest change I can see is that there is always food in the refrigerator. Yeah, the cabinet. That would now be that he's classic. gone. Now yeah. that he's gone. Now that Ryan's the only times gone? I would come home and be like, "Oh, I'm going to make this for dinner," and then it wasn't there because yeah. he like ate it for lunch. Yeah. So yeah. Or same thing. Like I would be sitting in the living room. The way that our living room and kitchen is set up is that if you're cooking and running the faucet and everything else, that because we have very high ceilings, that noise in the kitchen radiates itself uh, into the television yeah. room. And I can't tell you how many times Ashley would be there making herself something, running the faucet, and I'm trying to watch television for whatever point being, or I'm more likely watching something on my laptop for work, and the noise in the back is just destroying me. And I want to say, hey, go get yourself something to eat somewhere else. Yeah. And you don't. You just close your mouth because it's your kid and you love yeah. them, and you got to wait it out. And the point being is that you know you love your kids, you do everything you can for your kids, and Lord knows we've done that and continue to do it in various different le levels, which I will get to in a moment. But at some point, you have got to cut the cord because you have to do it for your own sanity, yep. your own expenses. And at the end of the day, if you look at what your father did to you and what my mother did to me, right? I mean, I got kicked out of my house when I was 18 years old. Yes. Right? I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Kicked out of my house. I had an apartment. You know, I was cutting lawns at the time. Yeah. And one of the guys- Well, he figured it out. Well, one of the guys who was cutting, I was cutting his lawn for it was, was a crippled man and he was in a wheelchair and he liked me and, and I was talking to him one day and I told him my, my thing. He says, you know, I got an apartment upstairs, cut my lawn for free for the entire month and I'll only charge you a couple extra, a hundred dollars over top of that. And I was like, okay. And just that experience alone was like, whoa, what a wake up. I yeah. mean, I started to appreciate my mother 
and what she was doing for me at that sure. point in time, uh -huh. so much more than I ever had before. And I could understand all the times that she would give me a hard time. If I, if I talked back to her, she'd say, hey, don't you talk back to me. You're in my house, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, wah, 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 wah. Charlie Brown. You, yeah. And then you recognize what it is that she's talking about. Yeah. And maybe as these kids get a little bit older, although I think they're pretty appreciative at this point, they will appreciate. I see more of it in Dennis right now than I do in those two because Dennis is 28 and older. Yeah. But as they get older, I think they start to appreciate more what it is that you actually did for them. And to that level, I want to hear what you have to say about this. At some point, I think parents have to make the shift to where it's, hey, not thank you, dad and mom, for carrying me for as long as you have, but thank you, mom and dad, for cutting the cord and making me go out and live for myself on my own because you taught me what it's really like out there in the world. And to that degree, your father and my mother should get blue ribbons because, or I should say gold medals, because what they did for us is they forced us, forced us into figuring it out for ourselves. Yes. And I think that's part of why we're so successful today. Well, I think that was the mentality back then. I mean, if you look at most of our friends... Everybody moved out pretty much right after college. Most or, of them. In my case, high school. Or high school, right. Yeah. And um, there was more of um, – but it's funny because I've read articles too where, you know, when we were younger, it was you went out, you know, you'd go out to the streetlights came on, you'd be all over the neighborhood. There was a lot – and that was one of the um, articles I wanted to have – we could probably do it for another uh, wine and talk um, – the psychologist, he did a whole study saying about, we don't give kids independence anymore. Um, is this the one you sent to me? It might be in there. So what they were saying is, is that when we were younger, you'd go out and you would just play and you'd be all over the neighborhood and you'd come back when the lights went on. Um, and nowadays that's not the case anymore. It's everything is very structured, very, you know, uh, like he was saying, even though your kid's playing on little league, that's not the same as him or her going out and using their imagination and exploring the neighborhood or staying on the block, coming up with, you know, playing stick ball, things like that. But my issue with it is the flip side is back then we didn't have the internet. We didn't have social media. So we weren't aware of all the nutty people out there. So like, I will not let Kelly go and take a, a jog. I mean, Ryan, do you remember Ryan when I was away and Kelly wanted to go for a run? I made you follow her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I, that will, I will never, I will never get past that. I, I'm that parent in that article who will not let their kid just go off and run amok in the neighborhood because I don't trust that there's not a, a, some weird landscaper or somebody who's a handyman working on a house Anything can happen because we're exposed to all that now because it's right there at our fingertips on social media, on the, you know, internet. But back in the day, we weren't any wiser. And, and there was probably a good thing about it. I think it was just luck. Like it was luck. I would go out and be in the woods and run around the neighborhood for hours on end. My dad had no idea where I was. I think I was lucky that nothing happened to me. I don't just think, yeah. I, I disagree with you in the sense that, um, I, it's it, you're right about the internet. You know, I, I was going to bring it into infidelities, right? So look back at JFK. JFK, JF, just with okay. the internet, you'll you'll see where I'm going. JFK 
you know, allegedly was a real womanizer. But the internet wasn't around. You didn't have cable news. So it really was never an issue. People said, oh, whatever he does privately, he does privately. Today, if you're a politician, right, uh, and, and you even as much as touch a woman during a conversation, it's all over the place. So it is a completely different world today. But you, would, you could make an argument that says, oh, today, uh, congressmen and women, you know, they're, they're always touching uh, other people, whatever it may be. No, they've always been doing that kind of stuff. We just weren't highlighting it back right. then. So to your point and against your point, you know, when you look at the child, uh, the issues with um, child predators and things of that nature, it's not like it's only happening today because of the internet. It was happening in the in yesterday's world as well. It yeah, just but, wasn't highlighted as but much. But I think it's bad. No, see, that's where I disagree with you because I think that it's magnified because it is in the news and maybe that one weirdo who was questioning whether he should do something terrible maybe wouldn't have done it if he didn't realize oh this 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 schmuck did it too you know what i'm saying it's like it's it- well it's definitely easier today to find your victim than it was yesterday per se uh in the sense that you can profile them online at the same time is it was easier in yesterday's world to pick up the kid who was a latchkey kid or who wasn't being followed uh, by their sibling to make sure they're okay because parents were loosey-goosey and just let it happen. So right. it balances itself out. Point being is that if, you know, in your case, your dad said, hey, go ahead, go out, and you had your brothers, and there was a, 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 a level to you which became a little rough and tough to where you could defend yourself because you were stuck, you, you had grit. Right. Today, kids don't have grit. Well, they don't have street smarts. Why? Because their parents are helicoptering. Yes, and I'm one, I, I will admit I'm one of them because I don't trust anybody outside of my inner circle. And and I and so in the article, the you know the author is saying we, that we have to you have to you have to let your kid go out and be independent and you know go to the mall by themselves. No, I'm sorry, I'm not. Like I won't even we we go to Target or Walmart or whatever, I, like Kelly to this day, like I, she, I, like if she, I let her go off, I, like I got to check in on her. And it's just, I don't know what it is. It could be just the way, I don't know but, but what I, we're all exposed to. I understand but, why you're doing it, but it, but it, but it's not going to help Kelly long term. And, and I think that's part of why our society is actually crumbling to a certain degree. It's not realistic. You know, we talked about this. Let, let's bring this part of the conversation in. And, and this maybe is a little bit too much information to share. But, you know, I have talked for some time. Though I turn that this way because when you're looking at me, you oh. need to be able to get it this way. Okay. okay. I'm the boss when it comes to this. I just okay? it was like, it looks crooked. It, so. it, but when, you, when you're looking at me, Mary, you're talking right into the microphone because I'm doing it for you, right? I'm right. setting you up. I don't want to hear when we watch the playback. I can't hear myself. All right. Here's your wine, by the way. Um, Wait, did you pour yours with the- uh, I did. It tastes better, right? You could yeah. definitely taste the difference. I'm at the point right now where I want to retire. I'm at that point. I'm tired of talking politics. It's nasty gloom and doom, but I know I got an election. It's an important election, maybe the most important election of our lifetime. Mm. So I feel obligated to my audience and to my country. And if I could even turn one vote around, 
I'm doing my part. Yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm doing my part to ensure that my family, my friends, my fellow Americans may have a better life because we get rid of the current people and bring in some normal people again. But the other reason why I'm, I'm still hanging on for at least another year is because the kids are now in the business. And I am at the point of where it's becoming very frustrating for me to feel as if I have to constantly be the tent pole to hold up the tent. I want the kids to be the tent pole to hold up the tent. And this way I can just be the person who comes in and does this and then go home. And yet I constantly feel as if I'm being dragged into the minutia of what it's like to have a business like this mm -hmm. day in and day out. I don't want to do it anymore. So, but you know, and I know I can make all the schedules for myself that there are, but what winds up working, what winds up happening? I go home, you go, they go home. I'm still on my laptop at 10 o'clock at night. You and I try to watch a film and what am I doing? We're sitting there watching a Netflix movie and I got the laptop on my side, sitting there doing whatever I got to do. And, mm. and I say to myself, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I am so locked into, I always got to help my kids. I always got to help my kids. I always got to help my kids. And like I said to you yesterday, I'm like, I just got to chop it off. I'm not doing it anymore. But even if they didn't work for us, we'd still be doing that because of the way the world is. We what, always What's so different about the world? Okay, then it, it, you got a bad president. You, you had no, a bad you president. Gotta worry, and, 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 you worry about everything. If they, uh, you know, like New Year's Eve weekend, right? He went down into Miami. I mean, I was a wreck. I couldn't wait for him to get home in one piece. That's because so, the world is crazy. There's, there's not. So you'd think that when, 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 when you and I uh, went saying, to, wait, wait, when you and I went to, Mexico as, as youngsters, you don't think your mother and your father worried about, uh, my mother and your father worried about uh, us going to Mexico when we went to uh, Scotland when we were young, you don't think they worried? No, about I don't think they worried. You don't think they worried? I don't think they worried. Really? Yes. Well, I'll tell you why my mother would worry today is because the airplanes are falling apart Dad, because we don't have the same kind of, saying. Yeah, I Everything, know, yeah, maybe you're right. I, I, look, I read that back to the airplane. I mean, we, everybody says we're the greatest country, and we are, but we are like declining. We can't even make a door to an airplane stay in place. It was loose bolts. And when, and the, the crazy part is, is that there was warnings about those bolts, like flights before that. So they just said, okay, don't fly the plane like over water. Like the plane, this, that certain plane can only go over land and they're going to like, you know, figure it out. And then this this teenage boy could have got sucked out of that plane, right? His shirt, his clothing. I think came that was off. the Alaska Airlines, right? Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was Alaska. Yeah. 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 And then, so they ground all those planes, and they find numerous doors with loose bolts. Okay. Come on. Maddie. How hard is that? All right, but let me ask you a question. Do you remember when we were young? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the amount of airline crashes that we had all the time on Long Island? We had the Avianca plane uh. that ran out of gasoline right on the north shore of Long Island. You know how many times that there were airline crashes? You don't see that anymore. So it's a balancing it's a balancing act. But I, I will know. tell you this. And then you got the lunar thing, right? What to the moon. Thing? That thing just crapped out. They got a fuel leak. There's a benzol in it. You look at the okay, pictures. But man, but and that, guess what? Now like they can't make it to the moon. That was NASA. Come all right, on. Mary. 
Do you we not- did it in the 60s. We can't do it in, you know, 2024. Mary, do you remember when we were in high school when the Discovery blew up? Yeah. When the, I think it was the Discovery or the, what was yeah. it, the Explorer? Yeah. So we've always had these kind of problems. They're just elevated right now because of the internet. And because of the internet elevating these problems and the sensationalism that comes along with it, parents get into a case like you are right now that you've got to protect your child more than you did yesterday. Yeah. Okay. And that is a false, that is a false flag. It is a, it is a, a detriment to our kid long term because we are sheltering her to a spot to where she's not going to be able to take care of herself. I want to. Would you go- let Kelly go jog in the neighborhood by herself? I would, and I have. You follow her. I did. Tell once. the truth. No, you didn't. Wait, wait. A better, better example. When Ashley was living at home, she used to go out for jogs all the time. Did I follow her? She was a t- she was in college. She never jogged in oh, high school. Oh, what? So all of a sudden now they're not raping college kids? Well, no, but Kelly's a f- was 14 at the time, very you know, young. Doesn't no, I would not trust her judgment compared to somebody who's uh actually was, you know, 21 at the time. No. Mary, what did I just say to you yesterday in the living room? We were talking about the thing with the business and with the kids, with stuff the kids. And I said, I gotta bring my schedule down and put this stuff back on the kids. And I'll get a little racy here for a second. All right. We've got three adult children. I mean, in their twenties, you and I had kids in our twenties, I know. three adult children, all three of them I know are sexually active before they get uh, Ryan. Of all the times you've ever had any romantic interludes, do you ever remember calling me and saying, hey, dad, should I wear a condom? Or do you remember me knocking on your door and saying, hey, Ryan, here's the condom before you have sex? Hey, how you doing, sweetheart? By the way, here's the condom. Did I ever do that? No. Okay. When you guys go out for, for New Year's Eve, right? You, your brother, your sister, you all went out together. When you guys went out for New Year's Eve, did I call you and say, hey, by the way, I'm going to be the Uber. I'll pick you up and I'll drop, I'll drop you off and I'll pick you up? No. Okay, so we let them do those things, but yet still when it comes here to the business, I'm going to helicopter over it. So uh, Kelly, when Kelly goes into school, do, do you sit there and stand outside with a gun to make sure that no shooter's coming in? No, they have resources. Man, can the, well, the microphone's over here re- and you're back there. Well, because... Uh, oh, they have resource offices for that? <laughs> resource office. Okay, do you want to talk to the parents of Parkland? No, I know, but I'm just saying, I get your point. Listen, but going it's, back it's to, hard you to- sent me this article. This is about kicking them out. Yeah, so you can Guy writes, like those of you who know uh, who now own thriving businesses or hold executive positions do reminisce about the times when you had nothing, merely scraping by to cover your bills, fueled by a determination to change your circumstances. It is our duty in part to our children that struggle are intrinsic to achieving success. Do you believe that if you provide financial assistance indefinitely that your kids will eventually cease asking for more? They will not. Just like government handouts, they will only ask for more until it becomes an expectation that you provide it forever. Breeding dependence is the very antithesis of helping your children become independent. This underscores the urgency of either giving them a swift boot toward independence now or at least making them financially accountable. Ryan, you're on your own. Now, the beginning of that article, you left that part out. I thought it was important. He said we were turning into go, – go to the beginning of no, it. No, I'm not. What did you just tell Because I want is? you to explain it. I don't understand. He said we, we're turning into Europe. We're turn- oh, it was something – because Europe has an unbelievably high level of kids still staying at home. It has those same statistics. It ties to those same okay. statistics you okay. gave me. 
the end of the day, and I know we got to wrap this up because, well, we could talk about this forever, really. The end of the day is no jokes, no nothing else. You're a success. I'm a success. You talked about our friends. Our friends are all successful. All of them are successful. You know, in fact, if I take the four guys who I grew up with, myself, Marlo, Gav, and Jimbo, all four of us are married to the girls that we were with in either high school or college. Mm -hmm. All of us have our children. None of them are, as far as I know, are doing dr hard drugs or in prison. Right. All right. And the two guys who didn't go to college, myself and Marlo, have pretty decent uh, home lives and wealth. And my two other buddies who went more along the lines of public service, one a teacher and one a cop, have been at the highest level. I mean, uh, my buddy Gav was in charge of the security for all of the uh, City, Citibank Stadium, New York Mets, where the New York play, Mets play. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to become the security guard for the owners who of the Mets. I mean, he was at the highest level, right? And then our buddy Jimmy, he basically runs his school. He's the chairman of this board and the chairman of that board. None of us, none of us had the helicopter parent. None of us had the handout. No. None of us had things paid for. We were all basically, no, we our fathers and mothers kicked us in the ass and said, get the hell out of here and go do your life. And none of us wound up getting raped and none of us wound up getting beaten. I Not, think we were lucky. No, we weren't I'd lucky. No, we weren't lucky. We were taught the rules of the street. We were taught the rules of life. We were taught how to defend for ourselves and fend for ourselves and find a way. Now, that's not to say that bad fortune couldn't have hit you or one of the other girls uh, in terms of when I talk about getting raped. Yeah, and I don't I know want, what you mean. And anything, I don't want to dilute mugged, the fact that, anything. yeah, mugged or anything like that. That is bad circumstances, bad chance, whatever. You could be prepared with pepper spray, knuckles. Uh, you could even have a gun in your pocket and still be the victim yeah. of a crime. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the day in and day out of being able to survive no matter what it is, whether it's a terror attack on 9-11 like I did, whether it is high inflation uh, like we had not only with Biden, but we had with Carter and other presidents yeah. as well, being able to get through the ebb and flow of life when you are being the helicopter uh, parent for your child, no matter how old your child is, you are ultimately setting, setting them up for failure. That is my take, and I will never remove from that. I agree to some point. Okay. But I think there's a parts of me that I just won't be, you know, this is the way I, I'm wired. That's why I'm going to do it. I, and I think it has to do with, like, I keep going back to all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. Well, I'll tell you what's not crazy. This guy. Ryan, get ready. February 1. Ashley, February 1, you're paying for your own car insurance. I'll keep on paying for the cell phones because it's a business plan. But eventually, they got to have that as well. And man, you know what another concept is? Well, yeah, wait, I'm wait, not, wait, wait. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm go not ahead. saying about the paying the bills and stuff. I agree with that. But I'm talking about the, like you were saying how, you know, you like, you don't want to take on worrying anymore, you know, about the stuff with work. And, and my point is, I don't think my dad, once I left the house, my dad didn't sit there and worry about what I was doing, where I was going. Yeah, I, because he knew you had me. I still do that. 
And I don't think that will ever go away. I'm always going to, and then when they get married and they have kids, then I'm going to be worrying about my grandkids. And it's just, it's, I feel like it's going to be, and I think that's why rates of people with anxiety issues and things, mental health have skyrocketed, especially after going through two years, uh, almost three years of a crazy pandemic. I do believe that there is definitely, um, because of the craziness on all levels across what's going on in the world, it leaves you no choice. I truly do. You know, I worry when he goes and he visits and travels, any of them, I, every weekend on a Sunday, I'll text you guys all in one piece. Like I need to know that they're, they're good. But that, and I don't think that I, you can retire, you can give the business over, you can live in a bubble and you're still going to worry. It's just in the, the same, way we are in the, in the same way today. that I wound up getting an email from my mother once a week saying, Hey, how you feeling? Just want to still make sure you're doing well, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's never going to change. You're always going to love your kids. You're always going to want to protect them. You're always going to want to no, be there for them. No, there's a difference between worrying and checking in. Mary, if we do not allow our children to fall down, scrape their knee, if we do not allow children to defend and fend for themselves, they are never going to be able to do it. I, I, will, I will post a story here, which I think is very, very, very interesting, all right? And I think it supports what I'm talking about. Ryan, let me ask you a question. No joke. And I, I know what your answer is going to be, so it's sort of rhetorical in, in itself. When you're with me, do you feel, and especially when you were a kid, do you feel very protected as if nothing was going to happen to you because dad, dad was there? Except when he lost you in Canada. I didn't lose him in Canada. You lost him oh, in you, Canada. You, you were there too. Him. You no, were there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I did not lose him in Canada. He did. Ryan. He did. I'm not talking about it. In situations when you were young, did you always feel as if your dad was going to protect you? Yeah, when I was young, young, yeah. When he was young. Okay. When I was in seventh grade, my parents, well, I should say, when I was in, for, for, for the beginning of my life at school, I went to public school up to sixth grade. And I was one of the popular kids in school. I, oh, had, all the, I, man, I had all the friends. I had all the sports. I had yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dennis the Great. They pulled me from that environment because they didn't want me to go to the junior high school yes. because the junior high school had a lot of drugs. So instead of teaching Dennis how to say no to drugs, they figured they were going to pull me out of it. Bad move. Well, they're putting you in a better environment. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it wasn't necessarily a better environment because what they did was they took me out of that nice uh, place I created for myself with lots of friends and a good reputation and they put me into a place where I knew no, nobody and I had to start from fresh. And so I go into that place and what happens? Here, you could talk about how great I am again. All the girls started to like me. Yeah, I think we've heard this story before. Because I was the new guy in, in school. I was the new guy. Well, the old guys didn't like the fact that the new guy was getting all the attention from the girls. So they called me out and all the guys wanted to fight me and I was panicked and I went home and I asked my father and my mother, please take me out of the school and put me back into Hicksville Junior High School. And they said no. And my father said to me, they're calling you out to fight them? And I said, yes, dad, they are. He said, you got a choice. You go up and fight them or you get to fight me. Which one would you prefer? Now, my father was a psychomaniac, so I said, I'll go fight them. He says, I'll give you, you can call your cousin Billy to go up there with you so you're not completely alone. My cousin Billy and I went up to that school to 50 kids there, and I had no choice but to pick you one out. You can't do that. But, man, can today, you talk it to the microphone? You can't, I How can't, many times do I can tell you, you the same thing? You can't do that in today's day and age. Hold on. You cannot. Hold on. Somebody pull so, out a knife, so, anything. So 
They could have pulled in what? They didn't have knives no, back they in didn't 1980? They didn't do that back then. They didn't. Mary, my ass, they didn't do it back then. I went up and I had to have that fight. And you want to know something? We just talked about our four best friends. The one guy who was the ringleader who was calling for my ass to be kicked wound up becoming my best friend because I went up there and defended myself. And you know what happened? Nobody ever screwed with me anymore. They all had respect for me. And more importantly, I learned how to stand up for myself and defend myself. If my father didn't do that and made the phone call to the principal instead, he would not have advanced anything. He would have saved me maybe from a little situation and I'd always be running like a coward. That moment right there changed who I was in terms of defending okay, myself. But nowadays, if you were to do that, if you didn't get knifed or anything like that, then whoever did the kid you beat up, that parent would press charges. You'd get kicked out of school. It's a whole different world. You can't do that anymore. That's not the way the world works anymore. Everything is, you know, uh, you, you say something wrong, you get penalized. I'm going to push back on you that. You have a fight at school, you can get Hold kicked on. out. I'm going to push back on that with a story. We can't give the names and it doesn't matter. No, we the don't names, need a story. Right, no, the names don't matter. No, we don't need we, the, the story. The names don't matter. We know somebody who was really, uh, re- recently kicked out of school for no good reason because of political correctness. And the fear was that they were going to go to a school that was going to have a lot of bad kids in it. And even myself, I went over to our friend and said, hey, if you want me to go on a one-on-one defense skills course with your son, I will do it. And the reason why I know that is because back when I used to do my speeches, back in my days on Fox News, I went and took classes about how to get out of a situation one-on-one and get to freedom. So I said, you want me to do it with them? And he said, yeah, please, I definitely want you to do it. Everybody was in a big uproar. Well, that kid just started the new school. And I asked him, hey, how you doing, by the way? And he said... Nobody's bothering me. Nobody's bothering me. It's, 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 it's better than the situation I was in. You know, we all were helicopter, 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 bad days. They got guns. They got knives, whatever. Nothing's happening. Half until of the it's stuff, your kid. Until it's my kid? Yeah. No, it's because we believe all the crap that we're reading all the time. You got to cut the cord. You got to let them go. You got to let them face circumstances. And you got to have faith that what you've done so far as a parent into their teens and into their 20s have taught them enough to how to defend for themselves, how to make the right decisions, and how to survive. You know what? Let me, let me use a real morbid question for you. And we'll pray that it doesn't happen. You are helicoptering over Kelly. What happens today, knock on wood, if you and I suddenly perish, we get hit by a dump truck on the way home and you're not around anymore to defend Kelly. You know what your answer is going to be? Well, my older kids will take care of her. Yeah, well, what about if the older kids weren't around to do that? All right, well, she's 15. Somebody she's would have, have to defend for Look, herself. I agree with the point of them having to go out and be independent, but I disagree with the, you, you know, you're just going to cut off and not worry anymore. That I don't agree Who said with. cut off and not worry anymore? Because you I'm were saying, saying just cut you- off. Push well, them out into the world. No, you say how you got to worry. And wor- and, I, and I, my point is to you, the worry is never going to go away. You're always going to worry. It's people like you that kids. make the percentages go up. Okay? We need to well, kick them out and let them go survive on their own. That's it. If the world was a, a nicer place, The world maybe. is never going to be a nice place. It wasn't a nice place. It wasn't a nice place back when Jesus was around. They were freaking crucifying him. The world has always been a nasty place. It's always going to have evil, and you've got to teach your kids how to survive both financially, mentally, and physically. And if you don't do that, then there's nobody to blame but you. No, until it's your kid. It is my kid. No, until something happens. And then, then you're going to sit there and be like, 
I shouldn't have let them do that or whatever. I, I just, I don't know. Man, you're, the you're, 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 you're the problem. I'm the problem. the problem. Well, you know what we should have <laughs> talked about today? We should have talked about today, maybe we'll talk about it next week, about how it is that you finally, after years, cleaned out your closets. And it's actually respectable. Well, I'm still, I still have the laundry room to do. So once I'm done with that, then we can. Yeah, well, you don't have the excuse of I having lots of laundry I should have done before and room. after photos. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We got video somewhere. Like last week of you snoring. All right, that's it for us. DennisMichaelLynch.com slash wine. DennisMichaelLynch.com slash wine for the wine clip. I will tell you that this bottle here, this Columbia Crest, I do not advise you buy it. <laughs> Unless, of course, you have the wine clip. And yeah. even then, I mean, the wine clip did all right, but yeah, I mean- it's not bad. I can't- uh, I made it smoother. We usually don't leave this well, much left in the wine bottle. it's a Merlot, too. We're not, I'm not a big Merlot fans of Merlot. Cab, we're cabs and Pinot Noirs. Yeah, but right. lots of people like Merlot. All right, that's it for us. Please, a few things. Number one is, if you're watching this on Facebook, please download the DML News app, so this way you never miss an episode of the, uh, the Walk and the Walk and Talk. My God, it's starting to hit me. The Wine and Talk. You'll never miss an episode of my son Denny and I's podcast, the DML News Podcast. We just launched earlier today my new program that's once a week. It's sensational about AI. It was this week, but I had the sher- a sheriff on talking about all the crimes that are taking place out there with AI. Very good to know. You can find it on Facebook or better yet, don't trust Facebook because they're not going to put it in your feed constantly. Download the DML News app. If you download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, you can get every single podcast we pump out, including Ryan's future podcast of cooking healthy meals, which starts in February. We've got a lot of stuff. We're doing a lot of things here, and uh, you want to be a part of it. DML News app. Download it today for free from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. All right, Mary, until next week, please try to stay off your children. All right? Let them be free and start the process of calling the insurance and getting these kids off my off – my. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be part of – I'm not a statistic. You are. <laughs> that's it for us for this week on the wine and talk hope you had a great time lots of laughs and gave you something to think about say goodbye mary bye-bye all right we'll talk to you next week enjoy so many people love and trust my dad and that's why the dml news app is one of the top downloaded apps i hear from people all the time how they rely on the dml news app for so many things and it is truly unique For starters, the DML News app provides a nonstop flow of news articles that we aggregate from the top outlets, and then our team of writers insert extra content in the form of tweets, videos, and commentary all in one place. Next, the app provides the free version of the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day. We send an app alert when a new podcast is posted. On tab three, you can watch all of my dad's films for free, including all of his highly acclaimed immigration documentaries and our new series called America the Beautiful. And then there's my favorite tab, the Deals tab. It offers all the specials being offered at DML CBD, plus other DML merchandise like hats, bumper stickers, and new items that my family adds to our growing list of DML products. Finally, there's tab 5, which gives you access to the Team DML membership site. Tab 5 also provides important links to DML social media and customer support. You can get the DML News app for free at the Google Play Store for Androids and the Apple App Store for iPhones and iPads. Be sure to keep your notifications on so that you never miss important alerts. The DML News app, get it for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.